And good afternoon, producer Susan. How are you on this snowy evening? I'm doing great, Judy Joe. How are you? I'm doing great. We had our first blizzard here. We had uh, <laughs> <laughs> got these. We had uh, three inches here in New Jersey, and New York City had half an inch, and it and it uh, shut down the city. Uh, it was a three-day weather event. They started talking about it on Friday. They talked about it all Saturday morning. Started to talk around. Start snow around two o'clock. By six o'clock, you know, it was the, the wall-to-wall special broadcast news new special thing and then sunday morning all about the the aftermath and new central park got 0.4 inches of snow and that was and that was a big big blizzard and you're nope. talking to a guy who lived in syracuse for eight years in colorado for 25. <laughs> it was just the, the most laughable thing I, you know we we'd wake up you know you know we, we'd wake up to 10 inches of snow in syracuse and it was a tuesday okay everybody goes to work everybody goes to school it was just hilarious well, apparently Pennsylvanians handle things similar to Syracuse, New York, because we got eight inches Saturday overnight into Sunday. And, and then life, and life went on, right? And life went on. And then this morning overnight, I woke up surprised, didn't even know, woke up to three inches of fresh snow this morning and the schools didn't even close. You mean they didn't have a news special telling you that you were going to have, they didn't have a three hour special broadcast on you are going to have three inches. No, of usually when the schools are closed, I get an alert on my phone at 5 AM and I looked <laughs> at my phone to make sure there was no alert. Nope. So I got nope. in the shower, took a shower, went to work. Goodness. All right. Didn't, All right. didn't well, even put it in four wheel drive. All right. Well, we're not going to talk about the weather today. So you want to hear what we are going to talk about? Yeah. What's on the agenda? All right. Well, it's uh, the Jersey Joe show, uh, news and perspective you won't hear on TV. Our quote of the week is from Winston Churchill on the art of succeeding in politics. Uh, our stupidest thing I've heard all week, I think you've heard this. It's a clip from the Joe Pag show where he reads a list of uh, wasteful spending by the U.S. government. And some of this stuff is incredibly, for a country that's $34 trillion in debt, the things we're spending money on are truly incredibly stupid. And when you hear like Nancy Pelosi saying, there's nothing left to cut. Well, yes, Nancy, there is stuff left to cut. Um, here's a question. What do you think is the best-selling electric vehicle in the world? Do you think it's a Tesla? Uh, I They're pretty popular, but they're also super expensive. Well, actually, they're coming out with, they've come out with a low-cost model. Why? But uh, here's a hint. The best-selling electric vehicle in the in the world is not a Tesla. And it's not made Prius. in the U.S. and it's not made in Japan. So we'll tell you what the best-selling electric vehicle in the world is uh, and where it's being made. A um, couple of shows ago, we talked about the number of armed carjackings in um, in Washington, D.C. that were going up. They, they were rising to about two a day. Well, the stats are in for last year, and we're going to tell you how many cars were stolen or hijacked in Washington, D.C. last year. Which, by the way, Washington, D.C. is not a really big place. And I'll tell you how big Washington, D.C. is. But we'll give you the stats, and I think you'll be stunned by the total. Um, also, um, we'll tell you about the, the uh, in what state the largest act of civil disobedience in this country in the past 50 years involving literally tens of thousands of people is currently taking place and why. And you probably haven't heard a thing about it, have you? Nope. That's why we call it the situation news, uh, news you won't hear on TV. There's a massive act of civil di disobedience taking place, and it's not made the news. Um, the other thing I got I got around to doing last week, you know, beginning of the year, uh, the, this, this outfit, the Gun Violence Archive, always sends out these press releases about how many mass shootings there were in the United States last year. Did you happen to catch any of those? 
Uh, no, I didn't. Well, they it, it, it was the usual big lie. They claimed that we had 657 oh, mass yeah. shootings nope. in the United States last year, which was literally almost two a day that we were. Well, I went through their entire list, did some analysis, put an Excel spreadsheet. And as usual, it's just a massive lie. We did not have 657, 657 mass shootings in this country last year. And I'll take you through the detail. Uh, a story I know you heard about. We'll tell you about a dog that ate $4,000 in cash that the that its owners had left on an envelope on a kitchen counter. And we'll tell you the lengths the dog's owner went to to try and recover some of that money. In fact, I might let you tell us the lengths they went through to recover that money. Um, and our taxpayer relief shot is from Indianapolis, truly an award winner, where a homeowner shoots and kills an armed home invader with the intruder's own gun. How's that for an, uh, an award winner? Is that pretty good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the guy comes to your house with a gun and you wind up shooting and killing him with his own gun. All right. You, anything you want to think we should add to that? No, sounds good. All right. All right. Here's, I love this quote by Winston Churchill on um, the secret of success in politics. He said, the secret of success in politics is the ability to foretell what is going to happen tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, and then to have the credibility to explain afterwards why none of it happened. <laughs> isn't that just fantastic <laughs> politicians well we're gonna we're, this is gonna happen you need to elect me because this is gonna happen that's gonna happen that's gonna happen and then when none of it happens to explain with a straight face why it didn't happen despite the fact that you predicted it was all going to happen mm -hmm. i mean isn't that just so so appropriate yeah all right all right, here's Joe Pack. Now, uh, Rand Paul for years, Senator Rand Paul for years has been putting a, together a list of wasteful government spending. And Joe Pags, he's got a nationally syndicated show. And here's Joe Pags telling us, uh, just reading some of the list. And you tell me, are these things, by the way, we're our, our uh, 34 trillion in debt, our budget deficit this year is going to add another 2 trillion on top. We added 2 trillion mm -hmm. last year. We're going to add 2 trillion this year. Um, and you tell me if you think we we these are things we could do without. Here we go. You hear the news out of Washington, D.C.? That's where Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky is calling out wasteful spending by the government. Now, you and I might disagree on how much the government should spend. I might think it should spend less. You might think it should spend more. But you tell me. doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. doesn't matter your politics. You tell me if you're okay with this. Among the notable things that Rand Paul, the senator from Kentucky, is calling out, he says the National Institutes of Health allocated funds to study Russian cats on treadmills. I'm serious. Also, Russian cats on treadmills. You, this you is heard not that, a right? joke. Not a joke. Here we go. Here. Photos of Barbies were utilized as identification to obtain C-19 relief funds. I kid you not. The Department of Defense lost $169 million of outdoor stored military gear. $169 million gone. $6 million went toward tourism in Egypt by the United States Agency for International Development. So we spent $6 million, $6 million taxpayer dollars to promote tourism in Egypt. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> what? And the Small Business Administration provided over $200 million to struggling music artists, you might have heard of these people, Post Malone, I'm not kidding, Chris Brown, I'm serious, and Lil Wayne. For those of you who aren't cool and as hip as I am, 
Post Malone, Chris Brown, and Lil Wayne are not struggling music artists and didn't need $200 million of taxpayer money. That's right. Just a small list of what Rand Paul had to say. Give me your thoughts. A, do you I'm surprised they didn't have Taylor Swift on there as a struggling artist. I mean, she. <laughs> I mean, all three of those artists are multi-million dollar. Multi, multi. Chris Brown, Little Wayne, Post Malone. Post Malone, yeah. Multi-millionaires, and they got part of two hundred million dollars to to. Um, I think there was a National Institute of the Arts. I, I mean, so when Nancy Pelosi says we've cut everything there is to cut, there's nothing left to cut. I mean, and this stuff has been going on for years. I think we've played stuff like this in the past. You know, there is so much waste. It's, it actually sickens me. Uh, and that, and by the way, if you go to Rand Paul's entire list, you, you, you'll want to vomit when you when you look at, uh, you know, how much. And by the way, when we left, um, when we pulled out of Afghanistan in that botched withdrawal, uh, we left several billion dollars worth of equipment there that we could have, uh, had we planned it better, we could have put them on uh, C-130 transport planes. You know, we left helicopters, Humvees, uh, uh, tanks. Air, you know, it was just we could have flown some of the stuff out. We could have we could have flown it to Jordan. You know, we left uh, uh, some of the attack helicopters. We could have flown them out. We could have put the the Humvees on C-130 or C-5A. But but no, we just abandoned that equipment, and the Taliban thanks us for it. By the way. So, you know, the, the, anyway, it, it, it just sickens me. Uh, unless you have something to add, I was just going to move on. So. Well, I am curious, though, that list, whether Rand Paul has has tallied that up or if somebody else has taken the time to tally that up with the total of this this ridiculous. Well, you know, uh, there's another guy named Senator Tom Cotton who does something called the Pork Book. And if you want to look it up, I might Google it, maybe get uh, included next week where Senator Tom Cotton totals up, you know, he's a, he actually has a book every year, he publishes it and circulates. It's about a 60 page book where all the pork projects that have been tacked onto bills, you know, somebody will pass a bill like, you know, the budget bill, and then they'll, they'll put in something about a new post office named after some Senator or bridge to nowhere or something. And he calls it the pork book. So I'll see if I can find that for next week. All right. You want to talk about car thefts? Yeah. Now, I think we talked, I'm sorry, we talked a couple of weeks ago about you know, two armed carjackings a day. Now, District of Columbia, you ever been to Washington, D.C.? Several times. All right. Now, you know, it's not a big place. I think no. um, it's not even a full diamond. You know, people think it's it's like a diamond. It's like a, a, squ a square, but it gets cut off by the uh, the river on, on the Potomac River on mm -hmm. the west side. So it's really six miles by six miles you know, on the sides, you know, on the on the southeast and northeast uh, and the northwest, but then it gets cut off. But so it's roughly, but even if it was a square six by six, you want to take a guess how many cars were stolen in that six, 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 six mile by six mile little city last year? Unfortunately, I'm going to guess a couple hundred. Uh, you're just a little bit low. Try 6,829 oh, car thefts. 6,000. Eight hundred. I feel like there, there's not a whole lot of cars in DC because you, they have a really good metro system, and there's they, no place to park. They do. They do. So By there's the way, not that many cars in DC. That's more cars in one city that are stolen in the entire state of Indiana. By the way, one six by six city. That's twenty cars a day, a day in in Washington DC. Again. 
6,829. And I think we talked uh, again a couple of weeks ago where, uh, again, since Washington, D.C. is under the is part of the federal government, they don't they don't have an elected district attorney. They have an appointed federal prosecutor. And I believe we talked a couple of weeks ago where that prosecutor uh, decides not to prosecute two thirds of those people arrested by D.C. police. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yep. That and he just says, oh, OK, no. Yeah, you spent three days in jail, boom, boom, boom. We're going to drop the charges. You're free to go. Well, so basically, word has gotten out that there there is no penalty for stealing a car in D.C. And let me tell you how much that has gone up. That 6,829 is an 82% increase from the previous years because word has gotten out. You can steal a car in, in Washington, D.C., take it for a joyride, and even if you get caught the chances of you being prosecuted are almost nil so why not steal a car yeah uh, you, know, uh, you want to hear how many cars were stolen the first four days of this year in four days uh 100 no no 53 53 but it was slow you know new year's day a lot of people were sleeping in the day after the celebration snowed <laughs> snow it snowed but anyway but so last year they averaged 20 a day up 82 percent all right now here's something i guarantee you haven't heard about um now you know what civil disobedience is right mm -hmm. that's yep. when people decide to ignore a law whether it be you know uh holding a protest and shutting it on the highway or ignoring or doing something openly doing something that's illegal to flaunt it right mm -hmm. well in in what may be one of the largest demonstrations of civil disobedience in the united states in the past 50 years a million or more illinois gun owners have decided to ignore a new state law that required that they register guns they owned that fits the state's overly broad definition of quote an assault weapon and that web and that definition went far beyond just ar style rifles that include and included any gun with innocuous features such as a simple thumb hole in the stock or the threaded tip on the barrel of any sort of pistol or even a, a pistol grip forward of a trigger guard and let me tell you what that include there are shotguns you can buy camouflage duck shotguns and for you to get a better grip on the gun, there's a, a spot. There's there's a hole in the stock. It looks like an ordinary shotgun. In fact, it's painted camouflage. It's a 12 gauge shotgun. It's a duck gun, but it happens to have a thumb hole where you can to where you can really, you know, get your thumb in. So when you fire this 12 gauge shotgun with a three inch shell in it, you you don't lose your grip. Well, that's illegal because it has a thumb hole. What's become very popular now? You've been to a shooting range, right? Yeah. Well, more and more popular, it's it's popular now to get a suppressor. People call them a silencer, but it's a suppressor. Putting People are putting suppressors on their pistols, and a lot of pistols now come out of the factory with a threaded tip on the end of the barrel, where if you wanted to add an aftermarket suppressor to, to cut down on the noise when you go to the shooting range, you can do it. Well, any gun with a, a threaded tip on the barrel is now in classified by the state of illinois as an assault weapon and a pistol grip i had when i was a kid i had a, a, a 22 rifle that the front of the stock had a little hinge section on it and you could you could flick down about a four inch chunk of the wooden stock to form a little vertical pistol grip that you could hold on to and it's a very popular accessory with hunters that you can add to your rifle and so instead of a tripod which you would use when you were laying down a pistol grip on front of the barrel 
it simply helps you aim better. Well, if you have a bolt action hunting rifle, if it has a pistol, if you have, if it came from the factory or if you had added an aftermarket pistol grip to the front of the barrel, that's also now classified as an assault rifle uh, or assault weapon. Um, anyway, so per the attached story, for years now, for decades, in, to own a gun or to buy a gun in Illinois, you had to get what's called a firearm owner's identification card, FOID card. And there are two and a half million registered FOID card holders in the state of Illinois, but that number does not include gun owners who bought, inherited, or owned those guns either before the state imposed that requirement or, or had bought guns in other states before moving to Illinois. So two and a half million is not all because, again, you can have a gun in Illinois be, if you moved into the state or you inherited a gun from your grandfather uh, so let's say there's 3 million gun owners in, in um, Illinois, and the average gun owner owns maybe three guns. So you're talking 7.5 million guns in the state. Well, you know how many people, how many uh, of those 2.5 million registered owners uh, registered their guns? Uh, 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 how about on a percentage basis? 10%, 15%, 20? 50? 1%. 1%. <laughs> 29,000 out of two and a half million uh, have registered their guns, which means 99%, and by the way, not all 99% have guns covered by that, but at least half do, which means that, and that's the best estimate. So there, there are tens of thousands of gun owners in the state have basically said, screw you, I'm mm -hmm. not registering my guns. Now, can you think of a larger blatant uh Instance of incidents of civil disobedience, civil no, disobedience. That's, that's, that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. So anyway, um, so I wonder what the state of Illinois is going to do about it. Are they going to go house to house? And uh, the only know, way they would really know is if that gun is ever involved in in an incident. And then it was cross reference to say, hey, this gun's not registered properly. Right. So anyway, so. Uh, so that's going on right now. It's going to be interesting to see how the state of Illinois reacts to it. But um, right now, you've got tens of thousands of gun owners in Illinois has that screw you and your registration. We're not doing it. So uh, again, you, I guarantee you didn't hear that story on TV. So nope, did not. All right. Anyway, um, for those of you who may have watched the news in the past week, right after the New Year's. We've talked about the anti-gun organization, the Gun Violence Archive, and how they send out mm -hmm. these ridiculous press releases, which the media reads, reads verbatim without ever fact-checking them about school shootings and mass shootings. Well, right after, I think, the, the week, it was during, boy, I'm getting a, an awful lot of ring doorbell notifications. Well, wow. <laughs> anyway, um, so right after the New Year's was over, I think it was a January 3rd or 4th, they sent out this press release to all the all the news stations, both local, and they sent them out to none of the network news. They sent them out to Denver, Dallas, uh, Chicago, New York City, uh, you know, Los Angeles, 657 mass shootings in the United States in 2023, an increase of, I forget. Now, if your understanding of a mass shooting is an incident, incident where a lone gunman starts shooting at random people in a public setting and winds up killing four or more, which, by the way, is the official U.S. government definition of mass shooting, you might be surprised to learn 
that the 657 figure is just slightly overstated by a mere 651 incidents. Uh, I mean, when you think of mass shooting, that you think of some guy in a public place starts shooting yep. randomly at people and killing four or more, right? Yep. Go, okay. He doesn't know the victims. Um, it's a single shooter. And he just goes and he just starts shooting people at random and he kills four or more. I mean, that's pretty much, even if that wasn't the official U.S. government definition, that's pretty much what people think of when they hear the term mass shooting. Mm -hmm. Well, here I went through I went through the list and here are the only mass shootings, actual mass shootings that occurred in this country last year. Uh, in, in January of last year, there was a uh, out in Monterey, California, they had a some dance hall shootings that took place in two different Asian dance halls. They were frequented by Asian Americans and there were the Asian dance hall shootings in Monterey. There was a mass shooting in the Allen, Texas shopping mall mm -hmm. and half moon Bay, California. And even this one is questionable. A mushroom farm worker who got fired, went back and shot some of his coworkers. So he really wasn't even shooting people at random in a, in a public place. He was shooting his coworkers who he knew and he was shooting them not in a public place, but he was shooting them, you know, at, at the mushroom farm where he used to work. But let's include that as a mass shooting. In Philadelphia, July 3rd, there was a guy did go out and just start shooting people at random in Philadelphia. And we all know about the Lewiston, Maine bowling alley shooting. Mm -hmm. And we all know about the transgender woman. I always get it. She was a woman, wanted to be a man, I, whatever, at the Coventry, Coventry Elementary School shooting in Tennessee. Those were the six. Can you think of any that I didn't name? Uh, not off the top of my head. And, and I would, the, the guy, the the farmer. Um, mushroom farm I, worker. The mushroom farmer. I would count that because, you know, I think in, in many of these mat, uh, official mass shootings that you see, there, there's at least one person that they're disgruntled, whoever, whatever, and the other right. people are, are innocent bystanders who get killed. So I would definitely include that. And I did. And I, and I, I counted, benefited out. Yeah. I counted it. All right. Uh, so those are the six where uh you know the, where some nut job with a gun went out and and killed four or more people in a public place so mm -hmm. why is the media reporting that there were 651 more alleged mass shootings than actually occurred mm -hmm. well it gets back to the press release so I, I went through their press release and i and you can download if you go to the gva gun violence archive and just look and Find the tab for mass shootings 2023. And if you can download the list, and here's what you'll find. For starters, in 287 of the listed incidents, there were zero fatalities, zero. In another 204 of the listed incidents, there was only one person who died. So if you add 287 and 204, you come up with 500, or almost, you come up just shy of 500. So in 500 of the 657, there were either zero or one fatality. Now, do you want to know how many of those 657 incidents where four more people actually did get killed? You want to know how many of those 657 where there were four more, fatal four more uh, fatalities? A dozen? 41. 41. Oh, okay. So 41, which is, I think, 7.5% is 41 seven and a half percent of of 657 sounds anyway. about right yeah anyway so of those 41 where 40 where four more were actually killed the majority of those incidents uh were domestic violence where the you know typical where you know the father you know shoots the the 
the relatives, you know, the his wife and the wife's parents and then were made the kids. So A, it, it it was not in public. The victims were known to the shooter. Mm-hmm. And and typically he kills himself. You know, he goes in or getting divorced or whatever. And and uh, so but they were not they didn't take place in public and the victims were not selected at random. Um in most of the others, uh involved multiple shooter shooters shooting at each other public area how many have we heard you know the suite there was a shooting at a sweet 16 party where yep. multiple shooters were doing this or outside of a nightclub so um so again out of the 41 um none of none of those other i'm sorry so of the 41 out of only six were actual mass shootings the other 35 were either domestic violence that took place in a home or they took place with multiple shooters, you know, shooting at each other. Hardly like gang, random. gang members. Gang, yeah, typically gang members, you know. Um, so no, we didn't. And so I, so, so then it's the claim of 657 mass shooting, a hyperbolic overstatement of what actually occurred, meant mm-hmm. to scare and scare yeah. people into supporting ever more stringent gun. I mean, what's the motivation for? And and of all those gang shootings, we all know that none of those were obtained legally. So yes. laws aren't going to prevent any of those. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, out of the 650 listed mass shootings, do you know how many involved a so-called assault rifle? Uh, only a, a couple of them. I would say only of those six, maybe three. 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 Yeah. Three out of 657. Three out of the entire list of 657 involved a so-called, and they were the Coventry, Coventry Elementary School, the Lewiston Bowling Alley, and the Philadelphia shooting on July 3rd, yep. which means out of the 657 mass shootings, 654 involved pistols. Mm-hmm. So, so quote, assault rifles are not the problem. All I mean, right. there was a, one of the biggest ones, I think, is, is uh, in recent years, one of the biggest mass casualty events that was a terrorist was... Uh, uh, the in Nice, France, the van drove through the right. crowd. Eighty-six guy in a in a, in a tr- drove his truck into here. There was a street fair. Was the uh, Bastille Bastille Day is a big uh, celebration. It's like our Fourth of July in Nice, France. They had a, a street fair. Uh, yep. A guy just and it was unfenced. People just in the street. He drove his truck at a high speed down the street, killed eighty-six people in under sixty seconds with his truck. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yes, you don't need a gun. Uh, well, let me put it this way. You know, if you think you can stop an evil or crazy person from killing a lot of people just by limiting their access nope. to a certain type of weapon, you probably also think you can make a balloon smaller just by squeezing it in one place. Yep. Um, it can't be done. Um, but you know, let's go back. You know, remember the Mandalay Bay shooting a couple of years ago where the guy started yeah. shooting at it? Yep. Now, let's compare that to the Bastille Day in Nice, France. Those people were on an open, unfenced street. They had the ability to dive, you know, they dive, and many of them did dive away, but still 86 died. If you ever watch the videos of the uh, Mandalay Bay, remember it was a music festival outside. Yep. yep. Outside the Mandalay Bay. And you had to have a ticket, and they had a uh, six foot high security fence, chain link security fence. Yep. And they had 20,000 people packed shoulder to shoulder mm-hmm. inside of that chain link fence. Can you imagine if that guy in the hotel had simply gone down the street to uh, uh, to Hertz and rented a van, uh, you know, a box truck, yeah, and, and drove that box truck yep. through that chain link fence? Do you re- can you can you even imagine? By he killed fifty seven people, 
How many do you think he would have killed if he drove a box van into he that He could have easily killed this, the same number of people with a truck. And those chain link fences being in the business, I know that, you know, their rentals, they're, they're not put up super securely. They're not ground into cement. So they're just, you know, they're basically, if one section falls over, the whole thing's going to fall over. It wouldn't surprise. Well, I, I guarantee he would have killed at least 57. And, and if I had to guess, I'd, I'd have to put the number at several hundred. That yep. if, if he drove a box truck into a crowd of 20,000 people trapped with, his, with a uh, chain link fence, mm -hmm. he would have killed several hundred. So no, you can't stop evil and crazy people from committing mass murder just by limiting their access to a certain type of gun. Yep. All right. How much time? Oh, we didn't talk about the dog ate the money. How oh yeah. Time? How much the time dog we got? Ate the money. Uh, much... We have uh, just under 10 minutes. All right. You want to take the dog away at the money? Yeah. So you're a, dog, you're, I, I you're don't... a dog owner. Right? Yeah, I don't remember where exactly this happened, but it just happened I think, last week. I think it was Carmel, California, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so this couple took out $4,000 uh, in cash because they were going to make a purchase in cash. Uh, I forget what they were going to buy. I think they were going to do some sort of home improvement and wanting to get yeah. whatever. Yeah, right. And uh, they had this little dog, medium-sized dog. I, I can't remember what breed he was, but he ate. Uh, the, the money was sitting on the counter and the dog jumped up on the counter and took all $4,000 and ate the entire stack of money. Uh, and as you can imagine, it was coming out both ends. Um, <laughs> and um, the couple spent the next couple days going through uh, both ends uh, of uh, the dog, uh, the vomit and the feces to pick out the $4,000. Surprisingly, they got back $3,500 of the chewed up money. Now, the bank, uh, if you didn't know this, you can actually turn in um money that's that's been destroyed as long as both serial numbers are present so they did return the money to the bank and the bank was able to honor that money but only thirty five hundred dollars it was about five hundred dollars that was too destroyed they couldn't piece back together but the reason why dogs go after money is because cash is often used in um like mom and pop restaurants uh like diners that you know are cash only so money often smells really good to dog <laughs> Um, and that's why dogs uh, eat money because it just smells good. You know, yeah. think of street vendors and carnivals and fairs. That's because yeah. you typically use cash to buy food. By the way, it, it wasn't California. It was Pittsburgh. Close oh, it was Pittsburgh. You. I knew. I thought so. This is my backyard. And the dog was a golden doodle, whatever the hell a golden doodle is. Uh, that's a cross between a, a golden and a, um, a golden poodle. golden retriever and a, and a poodle. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a golden a golden doodle in Pittsburgh. Ate four thousand yeah. cash. And the owners had to to salvage and wash. I mean, they literally picked through this dog's feces oh, and his vomit to collect the thirty five hundred. They were able to salvage thirty five hundred dollars. <laughs> so, folks, if you got cash, don't leave it laying around. Because <laughs> right. your dog, it, it is, it smells really good to your animals. Yes. All right. All right. We got time for taxpayer leaf shot, and for those yeah. who may not have heard, we call them taxpayer leaf shots because. Uh, uh, you know, to to try it when to try a thug and send him to jail for ten years is a million dollars. Let me explain. Let me have the uh, sheriff of Santa Rosa County, Florida, explain it why he likes what he calls them taxpayer relief shots. Yeah. Oh, hang on, make it play. Somebody's breaking in your house. You're more than welcome to shoot them in Santa Rosa County. We prefer that you do. Actually, hopefully, you'll save the taxpayers money. And then, of course, we've got uh, from Polk County, Florida. We have. Uh, uh this is the one you like uh, from uh polk county florida sheriff brady yeah. judd i highly suggest that if a looter breaks into your home comes into your home while you're there to steal stuff that you take your gun and you shoot him 
You shoot him so that he looks like grated cheese. All right. So that's why we call them taxpayer relief shots. And we've got a couple of sheriffs uh, say uh, we think it's the right thing to do. Anyway, this one comes to us from Indianapolis where a guy, uh, somebody, uh, and by the way, you can hear where it was just not one guy. There was He had three of his accomplices sitting in a car outside waiting for him. So here we go. Indianapolis. After an attempted home invasion on Indy's east side. Fox 59's Jesse Wells spoke to the homeowner who pulled that trigger. It was just a short time after he was released without charges. The front of this home and this car were riddled with gunfire after the homeowner says he killed an intruder and then exchanged gunfire with additional suspects outside. That homeowner insists he had no choice but to defend his life. Just before 7 o'clock Tuesday night, police were called to this neighborhood near 38th and Post after a homeowner reported a masked man forced his way into the home during an attempted robbery. Smacked me in the head with the gun and told me I knew what it was. And then I'm like, I yelled out, I said, hey, they're trying to rob me. Brent Smith claims he quickly began to fight with the would-be thief and the pair crashed through a glass table inside his home. Just like a movie, man. It was like a movie, man and man wrestling over the gun. During that struggle, Smith admits he shot the intruder with the suspect's own gun. 22-year-old Damon Swanigan Jr. died on the front step of the home, which was then hit by a barrage of bullets from outside damaging the siding, the front door, and shattering the windows of this car parked in the street. But when the gun went off, I hear thousands of gunshots. Smith says during that shootout, he grabbed his own gun and returned fire before the suspects in the street drove away, leaving behind a pile of broken glass. And what? A, and hang on. And, for me, I just basically try to and what else did they leave behind besides the pile of broken glass? His friends. They, they always leave their dead body behind. Right? So, yeah. Let me, so, yeah, they left I, behind. That the guy's pile animated. Of, I like him. <laughs> I'm going to back it up a little bit. Pile of broken glass. I didn't even think him or me. I was just basically trying to survive myself, man. Police questioned Smith overnight, but because the law allows people to defend themselves and their home with deadly force, he was released pending further investigation. The next morning, Smith remained emotional, thinking about the life he took. That's, that's, that don't make no sense, man. I didn't want to do that. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know his intention, but I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be shot, man. I just saw to it. For their part, police did not have any information on the additional suspects who may have fled the scene. Anyone with information on the case can still contact either IMPD's homicide office or Crime Stoppers. Jesse Wells, Fox 59 News. And by the way, do you realize that, um, his buddies waiting in the car could all be charged with murder. Yeah. Yep. Because if there's a fatality and if you're involved in a felony and there's a fatality of any kind of any reason, you can be charged with a, with a homicide. So, yep. All right. Before we sign off, anything you want to add? Nope. Nope. All right. Enjoy your snow. <laughs> what little, it's all gone. Bro. Anyway. So I want to thank all of you who listened to this podcast for giving up 30 minutes out of your busy day to listen to me ramble on about things I find of interest and importance. And I hope you found those topics as interesting and important as I did. And if so, hope you continue to listen in the podcast in the weeks and the months to come. If you want to see some of the materials and story links you heard me talk about today, you can find them on the Jersey Joe website. And remember, Jersey is spelled J-E-R-Z-E-E, jerseyjoe.com. Uh, if you want to send me an email, just send it to joe at jerseyjoe.com. Uh, and again, we'll take comments, questions, and if you want to suggest a show topic, be happy to do that. 
And uh, with that, producer Susan, I'll sign off unless you have anything you want to add. Have you used your snowblower yet this season? I did. I used it just for five minutes, but it wasn't wasn't much, but I did. Just so you can say that you've used it, right? Just so I can say I used it. <laughs> All right, producer Susan, talk to you next week. You take All care. Right. Bye, Josie Joe. Bye -bye.